uh, there is not a one-size-fits-all post-secondary path for every student. So it's critical for students to be prepared for success on whatever path they choose to take after graduating. Career and technical education in Pennsylvania offers students the opportunity to develop critical skills through a combination of classes and hands-on learning experiences, which will allow them to apply those academics to real-world problems. I want us to think about the benefits career and technical education offers to students with disabilities. Joining us on Patent Pod today is the Director of the Bureau of Special Education, Carol Clancy, and Lee Burkett, Director of Career and Technical Education at Pennsylvania Department of Education. Carolyn Lee, thank you so much for joining us on Patent Pod today. We're so excited to be having this conversation. We are so excited to be here as well. Lee, let's go ahead and start with you if I could. I, I think our viewers would really benefit from kind of having a sense of an overview. When we say career and technical education, that's the programming. And when we say career and technical centers, that's the school. So help us understand what that looks like and sounds like in Pennsylvania. Well, Don, it's very different across the state. There are 222 school districts and career and technical centers that are offering career and technical education across the Commonwealth. There are actually 136 school districts, and that then makes it 86 career and technical centers, which are joint schools. As a joint school, that means multiple school districts came together and said it is much more um, economically feasible to offer career and technical education if we come together to offer career and technical education. At those school districts and centers, there's over 1,700 Pennsylvania Department of Education approved programs, CTE programs, we'll call them. Um, and they range, uh, they, they cover many different clusters. It could be manufacturing cluster, architectural, uh, cluster, allied health cluster, so very diverse offerings. Mm -hmm. At each joint school, or CTC, they again have different offerings across the state. Some of the programs begin in ninth grade, some in 10th grade, some in 11th grade, and there are a few that are senior year only. Mm, okay. So there are a lot of options that students could pursue, both in terms of programming and the way the schools are set up. The schools are predominantly three-year programs beginning in 10th grade. All programs end in, in the 12th grade. And then we have programs that are semester about, which means the students would begin perhaps in the September, remain at the CTC all day or the entire semester, and then in the second semester, return to their district and pick up all academic courses. In others, it's a half day about, where the student attends half day at the CTC and then goes back to the district for their academic coursework. So again, very diverse, mm -hmm. many different options. You know, Lee, I think that's something that's important that we really want to highlight is that diversity, right? It's really all about what's best for the programming and what's best for the students that are engaged in that programming. I mean, I heard you talk about, and there was something you had said that I want to highlight here, collaboration. It's a lot of collaboration between the Department of Education, between the various school districts all coming together. And I think that's something we really do want to kind of highlight when we think about these centers and this educational opportunity for students is that partnerships. This is not sending a, a group of individuals off to another location. It's partnering to get the most out of our opportunity that we have, out of the minutes, instructional minutes that we have during the day. I think that's something to really focus on. 
So now let me think about this. You know, you're talking about and, and we're hearing about the diversity of these programs and how it, it changes based on the programs. And there's over a thousand available opportunities to explore career opportunities. You know, how does a student who demonstrates interest in a career in technical education and a career in technical center really gain access to this programming? How does that work? Well, many of the students learn about career and technical education through their friends or through family members. But uh, ideally, they work with their guidance counselor. And there are many opportunities um, that the CTCs offer. They have career days. They offer summer camps where students can spend a week or two going through different program areas, building projects or products. and. Uh, just having that opportunity to explore program options. And then they also have um, open houses where the parents can come either during the day or in the evening to meet instructors and uh, talk about the programs that their child may be interested in. So there's, again, a lot of opportunity for a student to learn about career and technical education and the application process uh, begins with that guidance counselor. So it really sounds like if we have a young adult who is interested or, or kind of wants to just explore, right, really not sure where they're going in their career path after graduation, to talk to those school counselors, talk to some teachers, look for some of those open house opportunities to really start exploring maybe this is a pathway for me that I didn't know was an option before. And I think that's something, again, we want to be thinking through is how do we get that word out? And it sounds like you know, watch for those open houses, watch for those career days, and talk to our school counselors and our teachers already who know the system already. Yeah. So, Carol, if I can ask you, and I kind of want to pivot for a minute here, when we're thinking about these career and technical education centers, um, I want to talk specifically about students with disabilities. And when we think about what support may or may not be available at these centers, can you kind of guide us through, if, if I'm an adult, a young adult, or a parent of a student with disability, how do I know the support that's going to be available if this is the path they choose to take? Sure, that's, that's a really important question um, that uh, all parents and families mm -hmm. and students contemplate when they're making these decisions. So it's critical that if a student chooses to enroll in a CTC program, um, that the IP team comes together. And the IP team um, determines what are the supports and services necessary to support the student to access their educational program, their free and appropriate public education while they are at the Career and Technical Center. So it, it parallels, it mirrors services that would be available in their uh, public school, their resident district. It's just a matter of what needs to change or adjust to support them in their new environment. And all of that should get determined through the IEP process. So it's, it's not much different than what's happening now with supports and services if you have a student with disabilities in the school setting, right? Correct. We're just identifying what is the need, how are we going to meet that need, who's going to help us with that need, and then let's progress, monitor, and check to make sure that that's, everything's being met and everyone's taken care of. Absolutely. Right? And it really goes back to your comments before of collaboration. Mm -hmm. It really is a collaborative nature between the Career and Tactical Center and the resident public school and the family and the student coming together and working together. Just as much as you said, it's not that the students now go here and they go there. It's a matter of we are working together to support the student to meet their post-school outcome, their transition plans through that IEP planning process. Uh, you know, so Carol, you brought up a great point, that transition plan. So I want to I wanna just shift my attention since you brought it up. When we think about career and technical centers, uh, how can that be part of the transition plan? Can that, Lee, can you, can you help me understand how that can be built in as part of that transition planning? Yes, so uh, the career and technical education programs, all of them 
articulate to a post-secondary institution. So a welding program is articulated to another welding program at, at post-secondary. Mm -hmm. um, we have, again, the allied health programs are articulate to some post-secondary institutions. So that opportunity exists. And many of the local articulation agreements are, uh, I mean, it's phenomenal some of the uh, opportunities that exist for the students. Greater Johnstown CTC has an articulation agreement with uh, Penn College of Technology in Williamsport, and students are able to earn 16 credits for their secondary coursework. Wow. So, yes, uh, that's <laughs> quite a savings for the student, for the parents, if the child uh, decides to go that route. The teachers also have a relationship with business and industry. Business and industry, whether it's the incumbent worker or the employer, uh, they sit on the, uh, what we call an occupational advisory committee and actually help the teacher with the curriculum, with the equipment, with supplies, but also with placing students, um, either through a cooperative education program, through an internship, um, whatever work-based learning opportunity could exist. And then uh, the employer also helps to identify what industry credentials a student should be earning in that program. And all of the programs, CTE programs, are aligned to at least one industry credential that students can use that should help them find placement when they graduate. That alignment, I think, is so key, right? I mean, how else do you know? I, I wouldn't know what I need in this career path, but here we are with that networking, that collaboration, that partnership between business, industry. You had said post-secondary schools, um, you know, are all kind of working together to ensure alignment is occurring. So we're not choosing a pathway that isn't really connected to where we want to go in the future. I think that's, again, something we need to think through. So I, here's what I hear us saying. I hear us saying that these are powerful options for students, all of our learners. We want to be considering this as an opportunity, considering especially that there's over 1,000 programs available across the Commonwealth. We hear that IEP teams are coming together, and we want them to be having those conversations around supports and services. We hear the alignment between what happens after you leave this program as part of the transition. But I want to I want to be a little honest with ourselves too, right? When we think about students with disabilities, there are some barriers, there are some obstacles, and and while yes, I appreciate that the IEP team is coming together to identify needs and services, how do we navigate those barriers in a career and technical education setting? How how do we do that? Lee, if you can kind of start with that, and then Carol, I'm sure you'll have some thoughts as well. Sure. I think again with the admissions process, right? The students admitted to the career and technical education program. And then uh, the school district and the CTC and the special education staff will pull together the IEP, well, the special ed pulls together the IEP team to talk about the program that the student has uh, chosen and the modifications, accommodations that could be implemented to help that student to be successful. And I think that one of the messaging that Lee and I have been talking about to try to communicate to the field is the flexibility, the creativity, the program accommodations that can occur at the Korean Technical Centers to support the students with disabilities um, to go through the process and be, um, seek gainful employment mm -hmm. after their experience that may not necessarily meet all of the 
industry, what is the right word, industry competencies, but can meet the goals um, set forth on the IEP that would support their transition plan to meet those post-school outcomes that the IEP team has designed. So there definitely needs to be that collaboration, the creativity, the support, the adjustments to programming for that individual student to reach their uh, outcome goals. And what I hear you saying is flexibility. And there's, there's room for flexibility is what I hear you saying. I don't want folks to walk away thinking, well, it's, it's this kind of narrow tunnel path that I have to travel on or it's nothing. What I hear you saying is this is the outcome you want to get to. Gosh, there's lots of things we could do to ensure you get to that final outcome, whether it be at the school district level, at the department level, at the business and industry level, everyone's coming together in that collaboration and that partnership to really make that alignment possible for our students, particularly with our students with disabilities, right? And that's certainly a pathway to consider. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful. Carolyn Lee, thank you for joining Pat and Pot. I think these are really vital conversations for us to be having. You know, it's too often, and myself included, as a mom of children who are now in high school, we think about what's going to happen after we graduate. Where are we going to go? What are some options? And knowing that there are so many out there for us to start exploring. It may be a yes, it may be a no, but these are options we all need to be looking at. And especially when we think about our students with disabilities, here are some really viable options to think about post-secondary. So thank you so much for joining Pat and Pod and, and really having this conversation with us today. Thank you so much for having us and allowing us to start this critical conversation with the field. Yes, thank you, Dawn. Uh, we really appreciate this opportunity. I like how you said start the conversation. So we'll be getting yes. to have more of these conversations. So I welcome you back on Patent Pod anytime. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you to all of you in the field. You are truly an inspiration to us all. A special thank you to John Radsdale for producing this podcast. We'll see you next time on Patent Pod. Thank <laughs> you.